Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another episode of the Two Average Brown Bros podcast. I'm your host, Brashank. And I'm your host, Andres. And today is a brand new Monday, and it's June 13th, 2022. Andres, what's up? Not much. Just coming back from an amazing weekend up north in Quebec. I had a fantastic time with friends, turned older, and spent time with the puppers outside in nature. And, you know, um, sometimes I completely forget what silence is. And this weekend was a good way to reconnect with nature and to really experience silence. Overall, good. How are you, Brashank? I'm doing good. Got to play a little bit of golf. And then Sunday, did a little bit of hiking, went to a brewery, and then went to the Outland Mall. So it's been an eventful weekend, fun, uh, spending lots of money. Got to go on nature, but nonetheless, it was very fun. That's always a good time for sure. Exactly. So, Andres, what did you learn this past week? This past week, what did I learn? I don't even know if I learned anything, to be honest. I think, uh, yeah, I didn't do anything, any learning outside of my practicum. <laughs> it's, it was one of those weeks. How about you, Shag? Did you learn anything this week? Uh, just a tiny thing that I noticed when, you know, earlier I was out... We went to the gym and as we were driving back, we noticed the moon was pretty much a full moon. And it was really cool looking because it's it was raining here earlier. So it kind of got steamy because it was so hot. But uh, yeah, so then I Googled the moon tonight and it turns out today, tonight, or the, I guess the next couple of days, it's a super moon. Um, because of, of its proximity to Earth, and it's also called the Strawberry Moon. Now, you might be asking, well, what is a Strawberry Moon, right? Yes. Well, June's full moon is commonly known as a Strawberry Moon, a name that actually comes from from the Along- Algonquin Native American tribe in the northeastern U.S. and Ca- eastern Canada. Now, it doesn't really refer to the color of the moon, you know, but mm-hmm. rather that the region's strawberry harvesting season. So... I guess it's strawberry harvesting season, and with the full moon, they call it the strawberry moon. That's amazing. Will that mean that there's going to be strawberries for everyone? Hopefully. there's. I feel like well, on the news, we heard about so many different shortages, such as avocado, sriracha shortages I've seen on the news recently. Hopefully, it's not strawberries anytime soon, because I love me some strawberries and pretty much any other berries around. Oh, berries are always a good time. Exactly. So, you know, it was pretty cool. I do, you know, there's lots of things in life that I like and space and, you know, all the things that come with space is cool. So like last two, two weeks ago, we tried to find a meteor shower that wasn't too successful. We saw a couple here and there. And then tonight with the moon, I tried to take photos with my iPhone. It didn't turn out too bad concerning, you know, iPhone photography, but I wish I, you know, I had an actual camera because it'd be really cool to take photos of the moon. Oh, yes. But I think nowadays, like, a phone camera can do the job. You think so? For most things, yes. And then, so, yeah, I'm. You, you're right. Night photography with iPhone is a little sucky, but I know Google Pixel is really good. And think... talking about space, I also learned that throughout most of June, five planets, so Mercury, Venus, Mars, Jupiter, Saturn will stretch across the sky like a string of pearls, it says on this article. Um, sky and Telescope magazine is called it a planet parade because the planets will also be in correct order from the sun. 
awesome well, well they're lining up for pride so that's yeah why exactly so it's it's definitely really really cool um and you don't even need like a telescope or anything obviously you know you're it'll be better if you have a telescope but if you want to look it up i believe it's on the north to northeastern side of the horizons Mm -hmm. uh, don't quote me on that because i've i saw the um i guess a chart for that maybe i read it wrong but definitely google that when you get a chance and look at the five amazing planets ahead of you uh, maybe i'll have to book some time and get that done exactly like if you have a planetarium or like observatory nearby or even if you just have binoculars at your house i think If you can find a place where there's no light pollution, it'd be great to see the planets. Absolutely. So, Andres, what are we talking about this week? This week, we're talking about being active and <clears throat> the fitness life, which I haven't done in a while, but we're going to talk about it. All right, Andres, walk us through. How do you stay active? How do you stay fit? You know, these days it seems like staying active and fit and being healthy is all the rage. And, you know, it's not just these days. There's you know always been people that are going to the gym constantly or go on walks or runs. But what is you that you do personally to stay active and fit? Um, that's a good question. <laughs> Recently, um, I haven't put that much time. I wouldn't say effort. Uh, I would say time into it just because life is busy and I know I should be making time for it. Uh, I just haven't. Uh, but usually when I try to stay active, just to stay active without trying to be super, super fed, uh, I will go on runs and I will go on walks. That's usually a way for me to stay active. And when I want to be fed, that's when I incorporate some swimming, going to the gym, uh, weightlifting, Um, and all of those crossfit like I go a little bit intense when I'm like a fit when I'm trying to be fed I'm trying to create that routine uh, but for the most time at least working once or twice a day uh, with a doggo that's like the most I've done so far to stay active but I know I need to change that but the, it is a start how about you Rishang what do you do to stay active Well, the, uh, you know, like during university, it was a lot easier to go to the gym because, you know, you were already paying for the membership. And the, especially living on res, I'm sure you know this as well. Just the gym was literally steps away, right? Yes. So it was super easy, convenient. But as you get older, I think, you know, when you have to work and you have to actually drive out to the gym, unless you live in an apartment building that has a gym already in it, it's kind of hard to always, you know, go to a gym. So recently, my more active things have been, you know, playing some kind of rec intramural sports or go on daily walks. Um, you know, I talked about this, like, I forget when, I think it was a couple of months ago, but I got back to Pokemon Go and that's been helping me go on, you know, walks daily and not just normal walks, but waking up at 6 a.m. to go for walks, which I've never done in my life, right? So I think that's either a sign of my Pokemon addiction or just getting older because I've noticed... A lot of older people, they get up in the mornings to go for walks. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Yeah. So definitely, I love those walks. I don't enjoy runs too much because I'm not that fit. Um, since, you know, university has ended, I've become lazier. So running is a little bit harder for me. But recently, I've been starting to go to gym again. I do enjoy it. I think gym is more enjoyable when you have someone there with you. 
um someone similar to your you know level someone who's not too hardcore i think that helps a lot because you know even us guys i feel like we can be very critical of ourselves when we compare ourselves to other people at the gym Oh, absolutely. It's always, I mean, for me, it's always an element of comparison, even though lately I've learned not to. At the very beginning, it was always like, I will never get to that point and discourage myself quite fast. Yeah, exactly. And like, even, you know, be before I remember when I used to go to the gym, one of my close friends, and he got big. But for me, for whatever reasons, you know, I just couldn't make it. Maybe excuses, you know, that's an excuse. But when I saw him get bigger and bigger and me stay the same, it was almost like disheartening. Yes. Oh, yeah. It's not the best. These days, I'm slowly getting back into that gym mindset. I think, you know, not going too hardcore, going at your own pace and then. I love that too. And then walking, like I said, but then in the summer, I love to go on hikes and I'm sure you can relate, but hikes are definitely my top things to do in the summer. Oh, hiking is so much fun. And I like, that's what I like about the summer in a way. is that there's so much to do outdoors that even in a very subconscious, low-level way, um, you can, uh, <clears throat> in a certain way, you can um, you can stay active. So, like, either it's going on hikes or walking everywhere just because it's nice. You don't need to walk uh, to, like, sorry, to drive and all of that. Uh, I don't know. The summer is such a good time to stay active in a very low level. I believe. I guess, yeah, in, in the winter, it is a lot harder, right? Like going to the gym is always there, but like what else do you recommend if you stay active in the winter? I think for the winter, unless you're like a winter runner, it requires a lot of equipment to stay active, especially outdoors. Uh, because even though going on hikes, you need to have your winter boots. Uh, you might need some snowshoes. Uh, if you're pretty extreme, you go skiing, snowboarding. um right across country skiing so you need equipment to be able to do things outdoors unless you are a uh, a winter runner and you like running in the cold and even with that you need like you need layers and layers of clothes in order to stay warm so you can run in the winter so like in the summer you don't need that much uh but uh, in the winter you need a lot in order to stay active if not going to the gym. Yeah, absolutely. And the other part about going to the gym in the winter is, like you said, you have to wear so many layers. Then you go to the gym, you take it all off, you know, and then you're all sweaty. And then you have to put all your layers back on, go home. It's just a hassle, right? It's an entire process. Absolutely. And I think that's like, that's what was nice about in university with our gym literally steps away is you didn't have to dress up in layers. We could literally wear shorts, your shirt, walk through the tunnels, and go to the gym. Well, there was like that 10-meter distance that you have to run outside. But I mean, it's nothing compared to some of the longer journeys people have to take. Absolutely. And I know we complain, but obviously we're better off than so many other people, you know, that try to stay fit and active. But, you know, like we, we've mentioned this in previous episodes, there's so many things that you can do. to stay fit and active like you don't have to go to a gym you don't have to go for runs but just even in your home, own home doing you know body workouts using whatever you have to advantages whether it's just stretching yoga meditation whatever it is yeah exactly i think like that's like the one of the biggest like 
things to bring up is that being active doesn't mean like you have to sweat. And I think that's what a lot of people always is like, if I'm not sweating, I'm not burning calories, there's this or that. Uh, but it's not true. Like like you said, being active takes very different forms. Uh, yoga, it's pretty good way to stay active. It actually helps with joints and like elasticity and flexibility, uh, mindfulness. Uh, body workouts are also great. And like we all learned that during COVID, <laughs> uh, having to learn how to exercise at home. Uh, so definitely, I would say being active and something that I've learned too is being active does not require it to be out of breath and it does not require for you to be sweating buckets and buckets of sweat. Absolutely. And the other thing that with that is also you have to like pace yourself and it's always easy to be caught up in other people's workouts and say, Hey, this person's doing this much. This person is running this much or this person's lifting this much, but you know, your own body don't push yourself too much because you don't want to get hurt. You don't want to hurt yourself, you know, or injure yourself. It's like even, you know, for lack of better words, even if you look like you're a weakling, I think it's better to be safe than sorry. Oh, yeah. Take it at your own base. Like, I mean, our bodies, each of our bodies work differently. So you just have to figure out what works best for you and take it from there. So, Brishang, um, what has been, like, when... Like growing up, what, how did you stay active as a kid? As a kid, I felt like it was a lot easier because I, re I remember even growing up, you know, we went to school, came back around 3, 4. And then from 3, 4 onwards, we were literally outdoor, outside, every day, 24-7, right? And obviously, that doesn't happen when you get older because you have responsibilities, you have bills to pay, you have work is longer. But when you're younger, you literally have, don't have to worry about anything. So you come home, you eat something, you go outside to, to play with your friends, whether it's sports or you do water balloon fights or whatever it is. Like I remember ages like 8 to 14, I most of the time, yeah, you know, you still have homework and stuff. But for the most part, you know, North American education, you don't have that much homework even in high school. So I was outdoors with my friends doing like, you know, staying active all the time. And one of the things that we did all the time was biking, right? Like growing up, no matter where I lived, you know, Nepal, New Zealand, US, Canada, biking was my number one go-to thing. And especially, I, I really attribute my, you know, growing, um, I, like physically I grew taller because of biking. Because I remember after, when, in grade 8, when I left grade 8, I was the second shortest in my class. And then over the summer I moved and I hadn't made any friends yet when I first moved because, you know, it was the summer. Everyone was, I hadn't gone to school yet, so they have a chance to meet people. But all I did was bike every day, bike every day, you know, for the whole summer. And then once grade 9, 10 came around, I grew a whole bunch. And I think, you know, biking really helped me stay fit and active, but it also helped me physically. Oh, that's nice. Good old biking. Uh that is a first world thing, <laughs> just in terms of security. Right. Like yep. letting Absolutely. your kids free to yep. bike, unless you're in like a close neighborhood. It's a big yes. no. <laughs> Absolutely. Yep. I, I fully agree. How about you, Andres? What did you do growing up? Uh, so growing up, I was actually pretty active. Uh, my daily schedule was always, you know, always had to go something going on. 
So growing up, we uh, we were part of a sports club, and we're still part of a sports club uh, back home in Mexico. So uh, yeah, activities, activities, activities the entire time. So growing up, the main thing I did for most of it was Taekwondo. Trained five times a week, yeah. Uh, and then as I was growing up, I was still in Taekwondo for until I think I was 12 or 13. And then I also incorporated Mexican folk dancing. So uh, also four times a week, I'll train, like I'll rehearse and go to dance practice for that. Um, and then after I was done with Taekwondo, I started playing tennis. Uh, I did that for a while. And then I was done with tennis. And then I started, and then I formed, like, became part of the swimming team. So since then, uh, swimming has been the biggest, uh, like, my go-to if I had, like, the, if there's a pool. Uh, if you ask me, would you rather run or swim? I will always prefer to swim rather than running. Um, so, yeah. And then uh, going through university and being an adult, um, been getting more into uh, into CrossFit, weightlifting, uh, running, getting more into the idea of maybe someday doing triathlon. But anyways, like all the time, I have been pretty active. I think the years that I've been less active actually was during university, just because once again, I was intimidated by people at the gym. You know, you got the big bros uh, in the weight section. So you're like, ah, uh, even though I know what I'm doing, I'd rather not go there. Um, so like during university, I will play more intramurals to stay active. So volleyball, soccer, uh, what else did I play in intramurals? Uh, I think those were the two main two inner soccer. Like uh, it, when we play soccer, we play both outdoors and indoors and volleyball. Those were the main things I was involved in intramurals. And I'll go uh, and I'll go swimming because uh, swimming I never felt uh, intimidated in a way, just because I know I was a good like I know I'm a good swimmer. So then uh, I actually. Uh, I don't feel intimidated, and I actually feel good, <laughs> proud of myself going into the faster lanes. Um, so yeah, um, so it's been uh, so yeah. It's kind of like in a certain way rare for me having these periods of time in which I'm not very active, just because all the way since like since I was like a little kid, all the way to eighteen, nineteen, I was always every day I was doing something, and now being lazy like this, it's pretty, it's rare in a certain way. Yeah, I think you, you know, you kind of gave me a flashback when you said swimming, because that was one of the growing up, one of the things that my parents enrolled me in was swimming lessons. And I remember mm -hmm. the first time I did swimming lessons, I was so scared, right. But then as I, you know, improved and got better and advanced levels, I forget how many levels there were. When I did it, I think there was like 13 levels and each one obviously, you know, built on the previous ones. But one of the hardest things that I had to do and like I probably still can't do it now. I'm sure you can do it because you're a swimmer. But, you know, it's a there you go to the deep end. So it's like a 12 or 20 feet swimming pool and they throw like this big heavy block at the bottom and you have to go down to the bottom and retrieve it and come back. And that was so hard for me. And that, that's still really hard for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh that was something yeah like swimming was a priority for also for my parents so 
when we were little, we were enrolled in swimming to learn as a survival skill, uh, especially because we love going to the ocean. We love spending time in, every summer by the beach. So it was kind of like a survival thing, knowing how to swim. And then Taekwondo for me was uh, was also like our par- my parents enrolled me and my brothers as a self-defense type of thing. Um, like we never were like, oh yeah, we want to like learn martial arts. It was more like uh, you need to know how to self-defense. Uh, so that's what they enrolled us. But yeah, swimming is a lot of fun. Uh, you know, it's a very low impact uh, exercise and you just get to be in the water. I love being in the water. Like I will rather, like if everything could be done in water, I will rather do that. <laughs> but of course they can't. So, uh, but yeah, no, being in the water, swimming, doing laps. Uh, it's always a great time. At least for me, I, I love swimming not like that much. And swimming is definitely one of the harder workouts. Like if you do it consistently, it can get you into shape so fast because it takes so much effort and endurance and stamina. It's actually crazy. Oh yeah. Like, I mean, you, like it really works out almost every single part of your body and sometimes parts that you didn't even know. Uh, so yeah, swimming. So it's a good workout. I would say even, um, even way better than running, uh, running, in itself like you have to with running uh from training and everything uh you have to couple it with other types of exercises in order to like be able uh to like progress at all of that uh, whereas with swimming i mean swimming you also couple it with other things but just as a workout itself uh swimming gives you better like will give you results faster well not even faster but like you will notice uh you will notice results i don't know like how much you can walk or like, uh, yeah, like kind of like the way you go about your life, mind clarity, because it's just you in the pool, right? So um, you can see different results from swimming right away. Exactly. So Andres, do you use any like apps or technology to help you like stay active and fit or do you just, you know, go by with whatever you know is best? Well, I do have my good old Apple Watch that peer pressures me to say, like, you have not done anything. <laughs> um, <laughs> so at that time it works, but now, like, I haven't done, like, stay active that long. Um, in reality, this and that, the Apple Watch doesn't bother me at all anymore. It's just like, yeah, I know. One day I'll get back into it. And then when I try to decide to get back into it, either Quebec decides to close down gyms or um, or I get sick. So... <laughs> <laughs> So there's that. There's always something. Like I don't know. It's been it's been a thing for a while that once I'm like deciding to start like certain things that I know will be healthy and better for me, something comes into way and I'm just like, great, I love this. Uh, but outside of that, going back to the question, um, so for running, I use Nike the Nike Run app. Uh, it just helps me. It's pretty good GPS wise. Or Strava also is pretty good GPS-wise in order to track your pace, where you're running, uh, which parts of the run you were going faster, which ones you were not, uh, you were going a little bit slower, and it kind of helps you out to determine kind of like what was I doing in here. Um, then there's this one other app I don't remember, but when, once I started getting a little bit more intense into running, uh, I needed to figure out my cadence. 
uh, in order to keep up uh, a certain pace while I was running so I wouldn't tire myself out uh, pretty quick at the beginning. So determining my cadence, that was very important. Um, so did that. Uh, so that's all in terms of running. Those will be the, like the three apps I use for running. And then for um, for workouts, just easy workouts and things like that, um, there's the Nike uh, training app, which is also has great workouts. They're pretty simple, easy to follow. And that uh, always helps. Like whenever you're like running out of ideas, like I don't know what to do or I don't know how to run my life in a certain way, uh, the Nike training app is pretty good. I would say one of the best, better ones I've tried. Uh, and it involves everything. Like if you just want to do body weight, if you just want to do dumbbells, if you want to do machines, if you want to do weightlifting, like you can incorporate. Oh, I'm pretty sure almost off all of that. And then uh, Freeletics is also pretty good. I really enjoy that app for a little more, I wouldn't say complex workouts, but more workouts that involve different body muscles uh, at the time that also don't have like a lot of impact on your joints. And yeah, and then in the kind of like, you know, staying active also, uh, because one thing is just exercising and like another thing is healthy eating. So why not go into like, when I'm being active, I'm being mindful of the exercise that I've done. Like, you know, part of it is also like, if I'm doing all of this exercise, might as well eat healthy as well. Because if I'm not eating healthy or in the right way, uh, then what's, it's not like, oh, what's the point of going to the, like, to working out? Like, there's always a gain, but might as well, like, you know, do the entire thing so that uh, you're, you're giving your body the best possibilities and the greatest opportunities at all times. Uh, so I use for kind of like for when I eat, I use my fitness pal app, uh, which helps you track um, track what you've been eating throughout the day. Uh, you can establish the number of like your calories that you're eating as well. I like you can put it into like the different macros so you can know how much protein you're eating, how much uh, fat you're eating, how much uh, carbs are you eating. So like you kind of like know how throughout the day goes about it uh with that at first I did work with a training coach back in Saskatoon I had my own training coach uh which was great good thing of being an adult but now being a student that's out of the window first thing when doing the budget is like why well, can't go away that I don't need right now <laughs> um but I learned a lot so like I personally know how much I need to be eating and in which quantities and in which kind of like how much protein grams fat I need to um but what I really like about the app is like if when you start logging, you start getting used to knowing how much it like your daily routine, your daily eating is. And also it gives you a little bit of like being able to, let's say you go out with friends for lunch and you, let's say, overdid it a little bit. Then, you know, like for dinner, maybe you need to change a couple of things. Um, so, yeah. So I would say those are like. One, two, three, four, five, like the six to seven apps that I that I would use on on a constant uh, on a constant basis when I try to be active. The ones that I usually mainly use are the ones for running, just because uh, when it comes to weightlifting and everything, kind of like unless I don't remember the exercises or something, I'll go through a nap. But usually, uh, I know what I'm doing in that regard and I also like a lot of guided classes like for CrossFit and all of that.
How about you, Shane? Have you tapped into the app world of health? Um, I've dabbled here and there. So I think the Nike one was a really good one because it's pretty straightforward to use. I used to use it for biking all the time because it tracks your, you know, biking um, path. You can map it and you can see how far you go, your pace and all that. So when I used to go biking, when, when I lived in Regina, Saskatchewan, um, I used that heavily. And then, you know, especially recently when I don't have like a gym membership or anything, I use like those seven minute workout apps where you can customize it to just do home workouts. You know, it's a seven minutes. You can do seven minutes where you can make it go longer, however long you want, you know, using body weights or just at home workouts. So those ones are were my go to ones. And definitely, you know, just my step tracker, because when it comes to walking and step tracking, I am very competitive. So I track my steps all the time and you know of course that helps with pokemon go as well so that's always a positive <laughs> but other than that i don't use too many apps because i like when you first start out i think it's a good thing to use and even when you're like you know advanced it's not a bad idea to have but sometimes you know for whatever reason you you might not have your phone with you the wi-fi not be working might not be working so i think in my head, I have a, especially when it comes to the gym or biking, I have a routine that I want to do. But then if I can't really think of anything on the spot or I'm running out of workouts, then I refer to like some apps that you mentioned and, or even Reddit, like Reddit is my go-to for a lot of things and working out, you know, people are on there giving advices, giving workout tips. So I definitely use all of that. Oh, yes. That's the thing. And there's so much content out there that... I mean, if you want, like, an at-home exercise, you can find lots of YouTube videos that will do that. Same with, like, yoga or meditation videos that will guide you through it, which is fantastic now that we live in this digital age. I know people are listening, like, oh, technology, this or that might be bad, but we can definitely take advantage of it. And there's just so much out there. Of course, when weightlifting and starting to get into it, I will still recommend kind of like getting the guidance of someone you know that, uh, that can guide you through that process or go through like classes or where people can guide you through. And if you can afford it and if you want to, if that's your goal, get a personal trainer for a bit just because they will work with you. And that's like another important thing about being active is like know, kind of like knowing what your goals are. Um, if your goals are getting grabbed and super muscly, then go with the people that will help you with that goal and like know what like involves getting that. But if your goal is just staying healthy, just staying active, uh, feeling that you're getting a couple of minutes of exercise a day, uh, go with that vibe. I mean, being part of being active, it's kind of like what's best for you and what do you want out of it. So uh, don't feel peer pressure that oh, we all need to be, like, super ripped and things like that. Because sometimes it's not realistic. Let's be real. Sometimes, like, having a 9-to-5 job uh, and then having to run errands or having that social life and everything, it might be difficult, you know? Um, and let's say if you enjoy a cocktail here and there, alcohol doesn't also help at times. So just be mindful of what your lifestyle is. What can you change? Why are you not willing to give away? And then plan your active goals based on Based on a holistic view, I would say that's the best way to go about it. 
Exactly. And, you know, this episode has been about fitness and staying active. But one thing that goes hand in hand with all this is your diet and your health, healthy eating and, like you said, drinking, whatever. And honestly, I think that's a great, great topic that we should save for next week because this would be a great, you know, two-parter with, you know, your staying active, staying fit comes the other part of it and which is a healthy diet. Oh, yes, absolutely. But yeah, uh, so we're sharing now kind of like what what are some of like, what do you want to do in order to stay or to stay active or become more active as as we move into the summer and as we grow older as older people? Um, two of the main things that, well, one thing I really want to get back into is biking. Um, since I moved to Ottawa, I don't have a bike yet, but I do want to like, you know, I've been looking on Facebook marketplace or even online sport check, whatever, just looking for a bike. So, cause Ottawa is city, lots of bike paths, bike lanes, you know, everywhere. So definitely I want to get back into the habit of that and just mapping it and making, you know, improving in addition, continue my walks whenever I can. Uh, winter, obviously, the walks and biking is a little bit harder because I hate the winter, but I don't think winter should be an excuse. But the other thing is also just finding a gym that works out for me. Um, I'm one of those people that sign up for gyms and pay, 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 but don't end up going um, because I get lazy or just intimidated. But I think as you get older, you definitely have to stay fit and healthy so those two are definitely my top priority going forward. But another thing that I really want to do is also get back into the groove of intramural sports. Since I moved out of Regina, I haven't been able to, you know, join intramural sports, whether it's volleyball or soccer or even slow pitch. And I definitely want to get into that and play those again. How about you, Andres? What do you want to do in the next months, years, whatever it is? Uh, part of it, it's once again, it's getting back into my routine of running. Um, getting back, I know, back not even that long ago, but I was able to uh, to have a decent pace. So, like, I would want to go back into that running, uh, running five and ten k's, and maybe building up to running half a marathon. I personally don't think I will ever want to run a marathon. That's not kind of like anything I ever wanted to do in a way. Uh, but a half marathon seems more attainable for me. Maybe once like I start training for that, maybe I'll push myself and then later on do a marathon. But for the moment, the goal is being able to run a decent half marathon um, and get a little bit more back again into the uh, uh, into maybe uh, a triathlon. Like I know I have all the three components of it, so it's just like the training for it, and maybe just doing like something in an amateur level or something. But I will just want to try it out and see how it goes. Uh, as like also like as Ottawa, Montreal is a very bike city friendly, uh, so wanna tap into that. Uh, so maybe go on a little bit more bike rides throughout the summer when I have time. Um, also, I would want to try Spartan Race. They seem a lot of fun, <laughs> so um, I delve into that. Uh, but in the short run, uh, in short term type of thing, uh, I would really like to once again get back into like either going to the gym, going swimming, going for runs, kind of like building up again the stamina and the endurance uh, to be where I was before. Like I know I can attain it. I know up. Uh, it's not like, oh, it's super easy, but I know I can do it. I've done it before where uh, 
for a long period of time, didn't do much, and then went back into it and started growing into it. I know I have the stamina that in order to do it. I know I have the strength in order to do some of the, those things as well. So now that I know that, now that I don't feel as intimidated going into the gym, uh, slowly building up back to it because I know I've lost part of it because I haven't been exercising in a while. <laughs> um, but slowly gaining that up and then building that routine and for the fall, uh, for the autumn, um, my goal will be trying to incorporate, uh, incorporate going to the gym uh, into my routine. So yeah, I know I always say like, oh, I'm always busy with work and my masters, but somehow I need to incorporate that. I need to balance everything out. And I know exercise is a big component that I've been missing and I've actually been missing going to the gym, seeing results, uh, feeling fit um, and all of that. So slowly getting back into that routine. I think that's the biggest, the biggest. And then the other big goals like half marathon, Spartan race and all that will come after. Uh, but in the short term, um, just going back to the gym, I think that will be the biggest goal. Absolutely. Yeah, so happy to hear that. And I'm sure another thing that really keeps you fit and active is Sherlock, right? Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, it keeps me active in a way that I have to go out for a walk. <laughs> uh don't know how like yeah fit wise fitness wise it doesn't do that much but yeah it gives me active it, it takes me out of the apartment twice a day at least yeah i that's one of the reasons i wish i have a dog because then my walks would be really beneficial for the dog as well exactly exactly so yeah that's that's kind of like what the vibe is so far we love to hear it all right, Rochelle, so let's wrap this all up and move on to our last section. So what are you looking forward for this week? This week, I'm um, looking for, like I mentioned at the earlier, you know, early in the episode, looking forward to all the things that are happening in space. So the super moon or the strawberry moon and then the planets. My goal, you know, is to see if I can find all the planets that I mentioned earlier. I think there's apps that like pretty much you point like the AR technology, you know, you can point it, point your camera towards the sky and it'll tell you exactly what stars, what constellation or what um, planets are out there. So it shouldn't be too hard to find looking forward to that. And then otherwise, I will be going back to Ottawa next, not this Saturday, but next Sunday. So less than two weeks away from that so just looking forward to enjoying my time here in the u.s before i head back to good old canada how about you andres what are you looking forward to for this upcoming week well we're excited to have you back because you have abandoned the country for a long time that i think your citizenship should be revoked but that's just my opinion um just kidding uh <laughs> but what am i looking forward for this week it's back again getting into routine uh it's been a little bit hard actually getting back into my daily routine from since I got back from Mexico. Uh, just been a little bit hard to step back into it. Uh, not the working part, like on the day, that's been good. It's just the, uh, um, the other job that I do and everything, trying to build all of that into the routine has been has been harsh <laughs> in a certain way. I don't know why I've done it before. Uh, it's just been a little bit more complicated this time around. Um, so hopefully I can really get into that again. Um, I'm excited to start getting some work done um, on other things. And um, looking forward to, well, something I'm um, kind of like both sides, looking forward and not looking forward to 
is how busy uh, this weekend is going to be in Montreal, which is good because then it's a great weekend to go out. Seems to be a great weekend uh, weather-wise, I believe. Let me just double check. Um, yeah, except for Friday, seems to be a pretty good weekend otherwise. So it's great to go out and explore and try to do things with friends. What I'm not looking forward is just like, like Montreal is already a busy city throughout the summer, but for the next three weekends, it's just going to be terribly busy. And this weekend, it's because we have the Grand Prix over here. We have uh, the F1 in Montreal during that during this weekend. So uh, it's going to be chaotic, like just amounts and amounts of people coming into the city to watch the F1. Um, so um, that's going to be, that's going to be, uh, add, adding to that, like just the regular tourism, kept mandralities during the summer. It's just going to be a very chaotic, um, a very chaotic weekend. So might do something more on the low key, uh, more with friends, going to their houses or they're coming over, um, exploring a little bit of the city, but probably not lots, just because it might be a little bit too chaotic, especially the downtown all port area, based on, based on what's going on in the city. But overall, looking forward to to a Montreal summer. Yeah, the, um, I love... Honestly, Canadian summers are so nice because they get hot, but they're not, like, you know, boiling to the point where it's, like, Las Vegas or Phoenix or Texas heat. But And then you can still go to the lake and cool off. And you know, I love Canada for lots of reasons, but definitely summer is one of them. Summer is an amazing time, for sure. But, yeah, no, for the next three weekends... Um, Montreal might be a little bit, a little bit hectic of, <laughs> of a thing with F1 happening this weekend, Jean Baptiste happening next weekend, and then Canada Day happening the next. So, yeah, uh, just June seemed to be a very busy weekend month for me, and I'm happy about that. It gives me something to look forward to. Exactly, it's gonna be so much fun and we hope you can update us on how it goes in the next couple of weeks oh absolutely i'll let you know next week how chaotic it got with the f1 absolutely all right Richard. so where can our listeners catch us on reach out reach out to us so like always if you have any comments concerns questions or crybaby stuff you can always reach out to us on instagram or twitter our handle is the two average brown Rose podcast Reach out to us, talk to us about how you stay fit, what your gym workout is, or if you go for runs every day, how many miles or kilometers do you go for runs, right? Absolutely. Keep us updated and can like, what does your Apple Watch mark in terms of steps? Exactly. Just motivate us because it's a good way to keep us motivated, keep you motivated, and, you know, just spread the love on working out. Absolutely. And we would like to hear from everyone. Maybe it will inspire Rishang and I to be a little bit more active. Exactly. And, you know, we all need, sometimes we all need that little bit of extra push. Absolutely. So we'll catch you on the next episode. As always, you know, the last couple of weeks have been somewhat, the episodes have been somewhat getting delayed, but it's been a chaotic summer. Not chaotic, it's been a fun summer, I guess, for both Andres and I so far, so that's why we're kind of slacking, but hopefully y'all don't mind, because, you know, the episodes are still getting up at a timely manner. Exactly, and it's not that we're slacking, it's just we're trying to figure out ourselves now, <laughs> enjoy ourselves, making it work somehow. Plus, we've put out an episode every week, no matter what. So I think, you know, even if we're a couple days late here and there, I think that's perfectly fine. 
you'll get our weekly content. But yeah, uh, we're doing our best. Um, once again, we, as you may have already known about us, we really enjoy our summers um, and we make the most out of it. But other than that, thanks again for tuning in in a new episode of the Two Average Bramble Podcast. And we hope that you listen and stay tuned for next week's episode. Other than that, take care of yourselves and we'll you will listen to us next week. Bye. See ya.